Ball of Ballers, Jack Collins. How's it going? I'm really excited. Today we have awesome. a special guest with us. Yes, we do. Welcoming Jake Ark. How are you, Jake? Good. How you doing? We're excited. What's We're excited up? to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We want to start with where your story starts. How did you start playing basketball? So, you know what? It was ever since I was about four years old. I watched Michael Jordan on the Bulls. So, that really inspired me because, uh, I mean, he was the greatest. And uh, who didn't want to be, you know, the greatest at basketball? So, just watching him and then taking moves in, from him and going in the backyard and shooting hoops, kept getting better at it. And I found my passion for the love of the game and how it all started and just kept yeah. getting better. You went to Thomas Jefferson High School? Yes, I did. Did you play there? I did, yes. Okay. What was that experience like? It was a good experience, although I've only played three years of high school because it's kind of like a Michael Jordan story, too. So I played all three years of junior varsity. My senior year, I got cut. So that kind of was a little setback for me, a little disappointed. But throughout high school, my experience on junior varsity was still fun. I still played to my full potential. I liked my coaches. My senior year was probably not the best year for me. What is that, if you don't mind me asking, what is that conversation like when they come to you and they're like, or is it not? Is it just it gets posted and your name's not on the list when you got cut? Oh, man. Uh, it's not really a good feeling because you, uh, this is your dream since you were a kid. You, you know, you've always wanted to play varsity or play high school basketball, some kind of level. And uh, when your name doesn't pop up on the list, it, it really, uh, it's really saddening because you want, you know, you worked so hard throughout your whole high school career to get to your last year. And that's your most important year. So, not seeing my name on the list was very disappointing. It, it did. I did take it pretty hard, but um, uh, you know, I bounced right back, and I just said, you know what? I, there's other ways to play basketball, so I just kept moving on and, uh, and pushing. So why didn't you give up? What was still there that you kept playing, even if it wasn't on that particular team? You know what? It was just the fact that I see myself improving from the, you know the moment I was playing basketball. I was young to where I am now. So I asked myself, do I really want to stop? improving or do I just want to keep getting better and push past the past because you can't dwell on things that affect you in the past you either learn from it or else you just there's other ways did you change your style of play at all in terms of were you more of like a Russell Westbrook type of player to start out with and you became more of a facilitator type of person or the opposite type of way or just was there anything specific that you changed in your game um well, the main thing, I actually, that's a really good question. At first, I was kind of like a Westbrook because uh, attacking the rim very hard. I wasn't a good jump shooter at the time. Mm. I think I didn't have the confidence to knock down shots. Mm, so, that's, that's, yeah, You can say like LeBron, for example, at the heat of the game, you can say Kyrie has more confidence because he's more confident in his free throw shooting and his shooting ability versus LeBron, who sometimes you can feel that lack of confidence of him taking it to the hole and just taking a jump shot. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's Because there's a fine line between uh, taking a good shot and taking a bad shot, especially, uh, you know, when the game's on the line. Mm -hmm. So, it for me, I, I was mainly a slasher. Uh, just getting to the rim, finishing, rebounding, running the floor, and just knocking down a shot when I can. But most of the time, it wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. So, high school passes, and you start at Dakota. Mm -hmm. What was that journey like? Oh, that was, man, that was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had, honestly. Um. After high school, I just took a break because I didn't make the team, so I took a couple years off. So when I went to Dakota, I had a really great coach. He was around a lot of NBA guys, and he knew like what workouts to put us through to get us ready to you know be at the next level because some of us wanted to go to the next level. But that was one of the great experiences I like besides the cold. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, I 
that's when my game, I think, really, really, really stepped up and uh, improved majorly from post moves to I shoot. My shooting got way better and finishing got better. Just the game came much easier. So, what was your coach's name? I can read it, but I can't pronounce it. Oh, uh, Coach Faringer. So, Corey um. Ferenger. Statement that he issued when you led the team advancing to the District F championship, was it? Yes. Okay. He said, Jake was an essential part of our team's success. He is talented with an uncommon work ethic and a and a selfless teammate. We are extremely proud of Jake and wish him the best. So something that jumps out at me is uncommon work ethic. Break that down. How do you like to do things? So I like to do things. I like to be uncomfortable when I work out because in the game it's unpredictable so you have to learn different situations like you can't say hey this is going to happen because you don't know what's going to happen you want it so bad in practice that when it comes to the game it's an easy thing absolutely yeah, yeah. so I um, basically just worked on uh, I started with the basics definitely and then after that once I got the basics down then I had to make myself uncomfortable to be able to uh, achieve the highest level I can or be on the highest level I can and reach my potential. So that was very important for me. Yes, Coach Faringer was a great coach. He definitely re helped me reach my potential, and I just kept getting better. And something when I was looking at this, and it said um, you're selfless, and something that I've gotten to know, this is a side note, but I've known you, obviously I work in the CAS department, and I didn't know you as Jake Ark. I knew you as the package guy. So you come, <laughs> you drop the package, I'd sign it, you're off. We chat a little bit about the NBA, whatever. And not until yesterday when Jackie, our um, department office manager, is, oh, Jake just left. You have to follow me. And she like ran down the hall and she's like, well, he's going to Germany to play professionally. How humble you were. Like, I didn't tell many people. Like, you did what you needed to do. And it totally, I connected the dots between Legally Blonde. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yeah. But the package guy. <laughs> and he'd walk in and Paulette would be like, Hi, and then nothing would happen. <laughs> and so, I mean, they ultimately end up getting married. I got lucky that you, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you. But it's just like the package guy is not just the package guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was that was interesting. And yeah. I'm so lucky. So excited. Oh, thank you. Thank so you. So next stop is Germany. How did that come about? So what do you do? You send your film or, or those of us who are completely raw. How does that come to be? Uh, yeah, I did actually send my film to. Uh, I was funny thing is I was playing in this DU league, uh, Denver University. I knew a guy that knew people that played overseas, and uh, I just was talking to him. And I said, "Hey, I'm, I've always wanted to play professional. Do you know if anyone can help me out? I have game film. I have any kind of film or stat sheets, whatever you need me to to hand out." So he basically said, "Yeah, um, I can talk to my guy for you." And next thing you know, sent out the game film. Uh, the guys saw what they liked. It was through agents and coaches. They asked me to come down and do a workout with them. So I'm just preparing myself to uh, reach that level right now. So Was it nerve-wracking? Absolutely, yeah. It, I I didn't think I would get a response because I wasn't highly recruited like other players coming out of college and high school. So, yeah, this is this is very exciting for me. It's been a dream. Oh yeah. And you'll get good chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Kind of that transition from high school to college, what do you think, like Emmanuel Moutier, for example, what do you think of these kids, 18-year-olds, coming out and going overseas versus going to college? Kind of what college has become in terms of maybe not necessarily the education is firsthand, it's more the basketball. So should there be more a, a 
better development league here. Just just kind of your thoughts on college versus overseas. Honestly, I really think that is good in some way for the kids because as far as the basketball level, they're very fundamental in college and overseas, but you get more yeah. of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I'm laughing right now, but you talk about like white players overseas versus white kids from America growing up playing basketball and kind of the differences and kind of things. He's it's dying just to funny. ask this question. It's just so... <laughs> I just I just think it's funny just how do you see differences in that overseas versus American kids and their play? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because uh, I think here in America, we're more athletic mm-hmm. and overseas. They're more. It's more about the highlight, the real versus kind of your fundamentals. Exactly. Yeah. It, overseas is more, um, yeah, like you said, fundamental. They want to break things down, just run a set play, maybe come off a screen shoot the ball right, get make a good shot, it's taking good shots. Here it's like we're so athletic we can just sometimes force up shots and yeah. get away with it. But uh, I kind of don't like that because I feel like sometimes it ruins the game for some people. But Yeah. yeah. Does it feel like the NBA's kind of turned more into that, though, with Seth Curry and shooting becoming more prevalent versus I know the statistics they say don't shoot the long two, shoot the three type of thing. So the shot is coming back into play. Yeah. One thing, actually, I'm glad actually you actually – ask that question i have seen the game change a lot throughout the years i noticed that through maybe the 90s era i mm. mean of course back then the 80s when i started till about now well about 2012 ish is when the game started changing with more three-point shots mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's because of the players it's not the players fault it's it's how the nba works now because mm-hmm. everyone's so athletic and everyone's the same so everyone wants to shoot but it, the way i see it if you have the athletic ability to do everything instead of just shoot then you're you can you're changing the whole game. Absolutely. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the mid-range game is such an essential part, I think, for the overall overall game. Definitely. Yeah, I I think my my game is based on mid-range definitely because it's about taking the right shot if it just depends on the situation, but most of the time nobody likes to guard the mid-range shot. Everyone knows like mm. how to close out on a 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just block a shot when someone comes at the rim. So, if you stop in the middle of the paint, then everyone freezes. Because no one knows what you're going to do. So. Yeah. yeah. So many <laughs> options. Yeah, exactly. Playing in Germany, how exactly will it work as far as which league is it? Which team are you playing on? Um, so I'm actually going to be talking to a team. There's there's different uh, levels. So there's an A league, a B league, and a C league. And there's other leagues underneath that, too. They're just as good. I'm going to be talking to a, an A team first. That's going to be my first workout. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work out for all in the place, then there's a B team that was, wants to be interested in me. And then after that, there's probably a couple more options. So uh, hopefully something will pop up. Okay. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you held the number 20. Did that number signify anything to you? Or was it just a number? Yeah, no, actually it does. The only thing is that's my favorite number. It's always been my favorite number. And uh it actually is a family number on my dad's side because my dad is the one who actually taught me how to play basketball. So that number 20 has stood in his, on his side of the family. So I've, I've stuck with that number ever since, so it's never changed. I just wanted to carry that number on. So my favorite number is 21, and uh, just because I was born on the 21st. Okay. And uh, growing up when I didn't exactly know too much about basketball, like not, I, now I know a lot more detail but it was like, oh, go Nuggets! And number 21 was Eduardo Nahra. Yes. Who, like, Nahra, you know, he yeah. kind of ish made a name ish for himself before he left back to Mexico. And I was like, like that's my uh, favorite player. Yeah. Because he's number 21. Yeah. Exactly. When oh, I was yeah. 12. 
Right, yeah. I, I he thought that he was a good player when yeah, we had the Nuggets for a while. He's so I'm just laughing right now. Yeah. He's such a good role player. He's he's good for the team and everything. He's but he's yeah. in Chihuahua now. He's like a Rudy <laughs> type of player. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely a good player. I think he still plays overseas. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Some of them go overseas and they disappear. Like Boykins went to China and then you never heard of him again. Yeah. He's actually playing in local leagues now here in, Is he? in Colorado. Yeah. Oh. Who, who's this? Uh, Earl Boykins. Earl Boykins. Oh, Boykins. Yeah, yes. He goes to our health club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you yeah. didn't tell me that, Patrick. Yeah. Patrick's also. No, I just, well, I just. He's a baller. He just came on top school. of my head. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, like, Stefan Marbury, though, he's been over there to China forever. And he was able, kind of, he was more of that veteran presence who couldn't really do, I guess, wasn't able to get on an NBA team. So he went overseas and it's done incredible. From a marketing standpoint, he's able to market his shoes over there. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. done so much Moody for the community. The same thing. Didn't he play in China first? Yeah, I think it was China. Because he played in China. This is the weirdest thing. It was kind of cool for me, but I'm a huge uh, Jordan fan. I literally would buy, I buy Jordans on a weekly basis. It's really bad. I'm like the, most, the same way. Most people have student <laughs> debt. I have Jordan, Jordan debt. debt. <laughs> yep. It's uh, lectures for my family all the time. But uh Went to go return one of my pairs of Jordans. Um, so just up at Park Meadows, went to finish them. There's a line out the door, and they're like, the news is there. And I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, well, they just drafted Moutier, and he's here, and he has shoes and whatever. And so they let me in because they didn't want to be on the line. But then later on, I got to be in the line, and I got to meet him. So it was really cool. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, he seems like a nice guy. and Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. he, he's very nice. Very yeah. Uh, quiet. Yeah. But he does have an entourage. Okay. So when you get one. Patrick and I are going to be part of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, before that, I want to ask you, what life lessons has basketball taught you? Well, from not the basketball standpoint, it taught me how to uh, obviously be selfless because basketball is a team game, and it's about making sacrifices more than anything, not just for team, but for the coach as well because you have to understand from some point of views that basketball is not it's, it's more than basketball. You know, it's, it's how you treat your teammates. It's how you treat your coaches. It's how you represent yourself in a professional or a non-professional way. So it's taught me how to, different steps on how to become a person that I want to be throughout life. So it's it's a matter of me just learning every day. Just, you know, for example, uh, uh, you know, if I didn't hit a shot, am I going to get mad at myself or am I just going to move past it? So that's, basketball has taught me many things, like to move on from the past. You can't dwell on the past because that can affect your future. So, Patrick always has that. Yeah. So uh, Patrick always has that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it, it as much as people like say that. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely true because uh, some people either take it. You know, if you take a bad shot or something, and then you get upset, you run down the court, then you're affecting. And you your miss teammates. the defensive play. Yeah, you miss yep. the defensive play, so you're messing up. You're hurting your teammates. So that's part of being selfless. But and getting back overseas, how many uh, games do they play a season? Um, you know what? I'm not actually sure. Um, I, I I think it's I know it's an eight about eight or nine month long season. Okay. So I think it's just as long as the NBA, depending on playoffs okay. and all that. So okay. Yeah. So same type of strenuous kind of versus college. You only have like a thirty game season, and then you move up to eighty really quick. Yeah. For that, and you kind of have that little production where you kind of slide at the end of the season. So getting ready to prepare yourself for all those minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How long will you be in Germany? Well, I'll be there. On, I'm on a visa, so I will be there for about three months until I get signed. If someone wants to sign me, if I get signed, there'll be uh, nine months. I think yes. Yeah, Not months. if, when, when you get signed. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then you'll be back on the show. I definitely will be back, be back on, on the, the show. show. Yeah. As we close out, 
for today. What words of wisdom would you give our listeners, would you give our youth about just carrying on, keep going, don't give up? Well, I would have to say you cannot, you can never get down on yourself. You can never get down on yourself because there's a difference between, you know, being down on yourself and being confident. So being down on yourself is is not helping you achieve your goals and your dreams, and you can't care what other people think no matter what. You have to strive because, you know, if you see the potential in yourself and you, you're good at something and you're improving, <laughs> keep, why not keep going, you know? So it's, it's a matter of just sticking with it and not giving up. I, I don't know if I'm a good example for that, but uh got cut through high school and haven't got highly recruited by anybody, and I'm going on the edge of playing professional basketball. So that's, it just says a lot. Just keep, you can never give up. All right, do you speak well any German? Well said. Uh, I, I speak zero German. Okay, well, I, I know one word, and it happens to be thank you. So I'm just going to say danke, or this should be danke. Yeah, so I'm going to say that to you.